I confess, the last time my girlfriend and I had sex in the missionary position, she passed gas and it tickled my balls. It's like a built-in ball vibrator. Right? Yeah. Hey, let's go have some beans and have sex. Yeah, exactly. This podcast is intended for those 18 and over. If that's not you, please come back when you are of age. Thank you for listening to the Bedpost Confessions podcast. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin-based live storytelling series featuring smart, sexy stories. Between performers, we ask audience members to anonymously submit anything worthy of a confession, which is then read aloud by one of our producers. The performance you're about to hear was recorded on September 18th, 2014, Bedpost Confessions' four-year anniversary. Ella Gale's honestly comedic performance will take you on a tour of her love life, exploring the challenges and inherent ironies of trying to find a very specific person. Here is Ella. I want to start off by saying this. Thank God for wanting to bone people. I started doing stand-up because I had a crush on a guy who taught a stand-up class, uh, and if it hadn't been for that raw animal instinct, I might not have stumbled across my favorite thing on earth. Uh, things with that guy didn't work out, but I still feel really grateful to him. And I took that stand-up class, but don't worry, I didn't quit my day fuck. <laughs> I've actually had trouble with men for a long time, and because of that I do a lot of internet dating. I internet date because I am not an easy sell in real life. <laughs> Uh, don't let this fool you. I'm a six-foot-tall engineering student with a predilection for older men and sexual tastes that can best be described as very specific. I strongly identify with more than one fictional space captain. And you would be shocked. You would be shocked to discover how few men are interested in knowing which ones. It is just not easy to meet people at the center of that Venn diagram. (laughs) I would like to meet a guy who supports my career and who can provide our relationship with an emotional backbone because I am not very nurturing. I have killed multiple cacti. Uh, The only living things that I have been able to keep alive lately are the two sweet potatoes that sprouted in my cupboard after I failed to eat them. Because I buy groceries for a version of myself that does not exist. (laughs) Like, what I'm trying to say is, I'm gonna need to find a guy who can take a few years off, or maybe go part-time when our kids are young. Basically, I'm looking for a male wife. But also, he has to sexually dominate me. Look, I suspect a lot of kinky feminists, uh, at least at first, feel a certain tension between what they want and what they want to want. All I want is an egalitarian relationship where he does the dishes after I make dinner, naked and in handcuffs. I just want to go Dutch at a nice restaurant that I'm not allowed to wear underwear to. 
I just want to split the mortgage on a beautiful suburban home with one golden retriever and two dog crates. I wrote that as a joke before I had ever been in a dog crate, but sometimes life imitates art. And it took me uh, a while to realize that feminism doesn't have to mean that my lovers and I have identical haircuts and each spend exactly 50% of the time on top. Uh, I actually shed most of my guilt over my interest in kink through reading and contemplation. In college, while all the other kids were doing it, I, for the most part, was reading up on it which means that for a huge chunk of my early 20s, my sex life was exactly like 18th century Japan. (laughs) Interesting, meaningful things were going on, but outsiders were not involved. If I understand isolationist Japan correctly, I guess I could have made an exception for the occasional Dutch sailor, but that was not a loophole I took advantage of. I submit that that may be the nerdiest joke about masturbation ever written. But guys, Austin, Austin has been really amazing to me. Uh, This is the place where I finally took all my book learning and put it into practice. Uh, I even started a sex tape collection. Yeah. Uh, Collection might be a little optimistic, but I did add a second color of duct tape to my utility drawer. In a lot of kinky relationships, guys, uh, collars are a symbol of affection and commitment. And so I find myself getting jealous of pretty leather collars in the same way I imagine other women in my peer group get jealous of big, sparkly engagement rings. (laughs) Except uh, we live in a sex-negative society. It's actually pretty rare to see women openly wearing collars in public. So mostly I get jealous of really fancy dogs. I remember when I went home for Christmas this year, uh, I remember hanging out with my sister and I was petting her fluffy brown dog and I just started thinking, dogs can't see color. That dog does not know that the rhinestones on her collar don't match her eyes, but that they do match mine. Pretty blue. No matter how crazy our human relationships get, nothing is ever going to be as messed up as the fact that we make dogs wear clothes that specifically fail to cover their genitals. (laughs) Like, that sounds hot to me, but I'm a consenting adult human. (laughs) I think there's... I think there's probably a pretty strong correlation between kinkiness and nerdiness. Maybe not perfect, but in general, uh, my ex is a big nerd, 
we've been hanging out a bit lately. We still have a lot in common. Uh, recently, we've both been struggling in the romance department. He's really into butt stuff, which is fine. It's not the reason we broke up, but it is a rough row for a straight man to hoe. And I have spent most of this year obsessing over a guy so self-absorbed that in conversation, he once uttered the words, no, no, wait, back to me now. Just, just super narcissistic. What I'm trying to say is my ex and I have been somewhat brought together by our individual obsessions with assholes. Guys, super narcissist would be the world's worst superhero. Super narcissist, a man bitten by a radioactive mirror. Super narcissist, watch as he prowls the streets at night, constantly trying to save himself from boredom. If you want to tell if somebody is a narcissist, write an unflattering joke about them and see how much they love it. I'm pretty sure 60% of the reason that guy was boning me was because I was really good at beta testing his startup software products. <laughs> Just Speaking of assholes, uh, in medieval times, they had a torture device called an anal pear. Worst dinner party dessert ever. <laughs> Sorry, that was like the only jokey joke in here. Um... Do, does anybody here struggle over whether to buy cage-free eggs? Stick with me. This happened to me this week. I was at the grocery store, and I spent way too long, like, staring at the different kinds of eggs and trying to figure out what I wanted. And then eventually, uh, eventually I realized that the only product I consume whose ethical production I care about is bondage pornography. Uh, incidentally, usually not cage-free. I'm a bit of a masochist, but like a pretty lame one. I don't like, don't take it real seriously. I'm like a masochist light. Like the miracle whip of masochism, if you will. (laughs) Though, come to think of it, miracle whip actually sounds like way too extreme a toy for me. I'm more like the lightly good news deerskin flogger of masochism. It's more where I'm at. I don't know. Sometimes I think I think about sex too often. Uh, I don't like. I uh, do. You guys ever encounter a naked photo in a place you weren't expecting it? This happened to me on Facebook recently. I was clicking through and I saw a dirty photo, but I was clicking too fast, so I had to like go back and find it. I had seen a photo of nipples under a mesh shirt. When I went back to find it, I realized that it was a photo of two petunia plants against a brick wall. Man, you guys are so fun. Uh, When I tell uh, kinky jokes in regular venues, somebody usually gets uncomfortable. Haters gonna hate. Craters gonna crate. Seriously, if you guys want to come out to Naughty Bits, the next one is October 5th. There are little flyer cards on the table over there. Uh, so please check those out. Uh, thank you, creators. I've been Ella Gale.
Ella Gale is a comedian based out of Austin, Texas. If you loved the SATs, you'll probably love her. She tries to keep her nerdiest jokes a little dirty and vice versa. She co-hosts Naughty Bits, a combination stand-up and sex advice show at the New Movement Theater the first Sunday of every month. While stand-up is her true love, she also performs sketch with Comedy Bazaar out of Cold Town and does fun singing improv with That Racket. More about her brainy, honest brand of comedy at ellagalecomedy.com. Bedpost Confessions is produced by myself, Mia Martina of MiaOnTop.com, Julie Gillis of JulieGillis.com, Sadie Smythe of That's What Sadie Said.com, and managed by Sarah Henry of O. Henry Events. Podcast audio production by Ian Danskin of Innuendo Studios. You can find links to all of our websites and more information about Bedpost Confessions at BedpostConfessions.com. You can also confess with us at Bedpost Confessions on Facebook and Bedpost Confess on Twitter. Until next time, we'll leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess, one time I got a woman from OkCupid to go to a mall in her skimpiest outfit and grab the first man she saw. She pulled an old veteran into a changing room, stripped naked, and she put his hand on her breast. He said, you're very pretty. And that was it. <laughs> the end. That's so good. That's so good. That's great. Yeah. I confess. I have made three separate men break three separate headboards by tying them up and mercilessly teasing them with my pussy in their face. That's a power trip. Smiley face. <laughs> <laughs>